Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Hey, 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 everybody. We all like the sound of that. It is another episode of The Wretched Hive for May the 22nd, the year of our Lord, 2020. 522-2020. Sounds like a weird 1-800 number, doesn't it? It does. It really does. <laughs> I, was, so I was a little excited for that, Greg. Yeah. So it's, is this is this pandemic day seven thousand one hundred and twenty three? I've lost count. Uh man, I am I have completely lost count, but I have managed to stock up on toilet paper and hydroxychloroquine. So if anybody needs a hookup, <laughs> I am your Huckleberry. You, I'm I'm just, driving, you, know, yeah. there, you know there is a regional shortage of Tylenol going on right now. Did you guys Holy. What? Not in my house, Harry. <laughs> no, I I, I I ran out of Tylenol, and, I, and I've spent a week looking for some. I finally found some today. I was very excited about it. But, yeah, it's a real thing. You can see it on their website. There are regional shortages of Tylenol. I found some on sale on Amazon for, like, 65 bucks a bottle. Now it's like I'm not in that much pain. Hold <laughs> out. Wow. God bless America, guys. If we can find a way to screw your neighbor, we're going to do it. Yep. <laughs> Wow, I'm really glad that I buy the Costco bottles of naproxen sodium and ibuprofen. So I've got two big bottles. Nice. You don't just steal them from the hospital, Nico? That's one thing you can do. No, I don't like <laughs> the <laughs> option of losing my job. Say. Yeah, no, Ixay. I like my job. And I don't need your hydroxychloroquine, Greg, because I have been following the advice of our fearless leader, and I inject myself with Lysol every day. <laughs> oh, you're a genius, sir. Thank God. Thank God. You're, you're doing still the here. Lysol. I've been doing Purell. How do you feel? That's strong. That's strong. You know, you know what? Yeah. Purell goes. Purell goes best with a glass of whiskey. Just a couple squirts right in there, and it's just <laughs> amazing, guys. Uh, amazing. What doesn't go good with a glass of whiskey, Greg? Right. <laughs> you know what doesn't go good with a glass of whiskey, there, Dave? It's Stevie B. Stevie B does not go good with a glass wow. of whiskey. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was going to segue to our phone number for a second, but <laughs> I was going to say I got to work on my segue game, guys. That's what I got to work on. This is the yeah. Wookie Copilot, Greg Led. Welcome everybody to the Wretched High for episode number. I believe it's 150, guys. Can you believe that? I think I think it is actually episode 150, counting all the mini episodes. I know it's like more than Marvel Comics, so I can't keep track anymore. We're like episode 108 or something like that without the mini comics. We have rebooted this show so many times at this point. God, is this Earth 66 or are we on the new 52 now? Yeah, great. Is this the new 52? What's going on? Come on. This is the uh, flashpoint. It's whatever. It's a new beginning. Folks, uh, a little news, a little housekeeping, something we got to let you know about. Stevie Baldwin is not leaving the show, but Stevie Baldwin has some very exciting projects in the works, and so he is going to be of limited availability for the foreseeable future. Um, it is tangentially pandemic-related, um, nothing in a bad way. All these things are good. Um, yeah. He uh, he has a a Cush County job that he's that he has worked at for many 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 years, Go and and he is uh, being in charge of a big project over there, and uh, we wish him the best. And there will be stuff to be heard from Mr. Stephen Baldwin uh, right here on these airwaves. So uh, keep your ears peeled, and uh, we wish him well in his endeavors. He will be back. He is not leaving us. He will be back. He is just called on to a uh, a higher calling right now, I guess we, sh- we shall say. I so like in the meantime, basically, like basically what happened is uh, we accidentally froze him in carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> and until we're able to figure out the defrosting process, you're, you're going to have to make do with the four of us for a while. Yeah, you got us yokels yucking it up here. But on we, the plus we, side, yeah, yeah. He, is quite, he is quite well protected. And, he, and we do have some sound bites from him, so we'll throw him in every once in a while. You'll get a taste of Stevie B. Guys, there is a new cast member joining the show, though. I don't know if you're aware of that. <gasps> we have a new cast member to replace Stevie B. Are you ready? Yeah, yes. With Anthony Daniels as C3PO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> upgrade. You know what? what an upgrade. 
Uh, <laughs> Join the show. You know what? You know what? Good riddance to bad garbage. Well, Sir Anthony. Anthony Daniels, what do you have to say? No, he's not joining Michelle. Obviously, oh. obviously not joining Michelle. Although he's got nothing to do now. Mark Hamill is retired from Star Wars, and uh, so Anthony Daniels, what else does he have going on? Why not just join a podcast? He should come Christ. on here now. You know what? Done. Anthony Christ. Daniels has plenty to do. He's got so many dollar bills to count and sleep on from all of the uh, appearances he's made over the years as C-3PO. Seriously, though, wouldn't it be awesome if he actually came on the show? How much Steve would just <laughs> die over just, that? Just <laughs> melt. It would be just genius. So I, um, still, I still want to find it. And if I do, I am going to approach you guys to help me purchase it. I want to get an autographed copy of Anthony Daniels' biography about C-3PO to give to Steve as a present at some point. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm you're, in. You're, you're in for a piece of that, Nico? I'm in. I'm Send me your Venmo. It's, I'm already sending you money for it right now. Like, and, it, and if Anthony Daniels ever ends up on Cameo for whatever reason, we are hiring that shit immediately and sending oh, Steve yeah. greetings from that. <laughs> I'm, I'm on it. I'm watching that every day now, I swear. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Nico, when you're trying to Venmo me, do you watch Dead to Me on Netflix? Do any of you watch that show? Yeah. I've seen some of the episodes. Uh, Shayna watches it, but yeah, I've seen some episodes. Great bit in the current season where one of the lead actresses, Christina Applegate, is trying to buy off a, a teenager, and the bidding goes really, really high. And so she finally they agree on a price. And Christina Applegate takes out her checkbook because she's like our age, not your age, Nico, but the other three of us. And she starts. <laughs> yeah, I know. She takes out a pen and starts scratching, and the teenager is like looking at her like, "Why are you drawing me a picture?" she's like i'm writing you a check she's like don't you have venmo and christina christina she's like oh fuck you (laughs) i will say though her her character is strong in that show that is she is a a great actress and that's a really good character she plays it really well yeah it's fantastic character fantastic show nothing to do with star wars but cannot praise that show enough love it it's good it's good to have dad bird on the show i want dad bird on the show i don't know what a dad bird is Oh, that's just cruel. <laughs> so much like the Dave. force, Stephen Baldwin living on our living in our memories here. He binds us. He penetrates us some more than others, and he cool. brings us all together. <laughs> Actually, board um, porn. What's going on here? Hey, hey Scott, time yeah. out on the wedding photo um, photoshopping. I need you to Photoshop Steve as a force ghost and post it to our Facebook. And he's happy. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on and, it. And give it a little Stevie B on hiatus. It'll it'll be out there tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> so we've gone on long enough. In the meantime, the four of us are here. So it's myself and also joining us tonight is lifelong Star Wars fan. Ivansky. Oh, my God. It's so good to be here, Greg. Thank you so much. Um, the Wookiee co-pilot is leading the show. Thank God. This is going to be a wild ride. And uh, I just wanted to say... Apparently, nobody can hear me. No, well, I, can I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, oh Nico's oh. just making lewd gestures. That's all he's Oh, doing. thank God. Ah. I'm like, oh, shit. I swear to God, I'm watching you guys. I'm like, am I? can you not hear me? What's going on? No, I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're doing this. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you guys are so crazy. Oh my God, uh, I'm happy that we're uh, we got some news to talk about and uh, we're we're carrying this tradition on. It's gonna Excellent. Be glad that you're here. One fifty. One hundred and fifty. Also on the show tonight, he is the captain of the Millennial Falcons. Oh, you guys all did it that time. <laughs> Nico Rodriguez. Hey, hi. How are you guys? Hello. Welcome. What's up? Yeah, not much, dude. Just living life, doing doing my thing, working 40 hours a week. Still waiting for my uh, quarantine to start, but I don't I don't think I'm gonna get that. 40 hours, such a millennial. Wow. In my day, we worked 80 hours a week <laughs> in the snow, uphill, uphill both, ways. both ways. Yeah, I'm sure without <laughs> shoes. Yeah, and a broken and a broken tire on your bicycle or whatever oh yeah. man cry me a river and play a tiny violin <laughs> <laughs> you know and this is the part where we do and finally we have do not ever call me harry potter but 
since I'm the one who puts those little sound clips together, it's it was a little weird for me to be the one to go through all of that. So I'm just not going to do it until Steve's come comes back because I want him to come back. And, and that was kind of my way to fuck with Steve during the show and not fuck with Steve. So <laughs> Dave, under no circumstances, should you ever call me Harry Potter? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you to my favorite Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Glenn, to my favorite rebel scum, Steve Baldwin, of course, is not here. And I, I understand what happened there with the intro. The wretched hive inspector general ruled that that was a conflict of interest and you weren't able to host and do the specialized intro. Uh, the president hasn't fired our inspector general yet. The only one still working in the country. So there you, there you go, folks. It has been a crazy couple of weeks. We actually missed a recording last week, guys. We're on our third week out, but we do have a lot to talk about. So right you here is where Steve would play some news. Yes. But before we get to that, on oh. the point of missing a week, we are now back to, after some like two years and eight months, back to our original recording biweekly schedule. Oh, did we miss a week at one point in the past? We missed a week one time, like two and a half, three years ago. It was very early in our recordings. Uh, and we skipped a week and went three weeks between recordings. And then from there, we didn't miss a recording and went biweekly from that point. And we are now back to our original from episode one recording schedule. So Nico. are you telling me Nico is is doing Excel spreadsheets on our show and knows the actual dates? This is freaking me out. I was going to say the number one mantra of this show has always been math is fucking hard. So, Nico, <laughs> shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> you know what? Dave's the one who told me that, so – and Dave oh. knows math. Oh, all right. So, and anyway, here's the news. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. <laughs> No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Scott! Are you starting? Who's starting with the news? I think Nico's starting this one. Oh, Nico's yeah. starting with the news. So, Steve, don't put this part in if you're listening to this. You're going you're gonna to cut the uh, <laughs> cut the news bit in right here. If if only we had show notes. <laughs> only we had show notes. I didn't write it down. Sue me. God damn it. <laughs> so, Nico, what do you got? Well, we've got some... Clone Wars news, we've got some Mando news, we've got some not Star Wars news, and we've got some more news. But I'm going to be talking about Clone Wars news. Let's do it. Clone Wars, the uh, the final season's finally over. The series, the season finale, the series finale the series aired finale. back on May the 4th, actually. May the 4th was the big day of the finale. That yeah. Friday. And it was a really, really strong finale. And there's... There's a lot of really good, great things that came out of that. And there's a lot of really awkward and terrible things that make me really kind of upset about the Star Wars universe that came out of there. Um, Like, how did we go through the entirety of Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and not once hear Obi-Wan and or Anakin talk about Ahsoka? Not once. You no, know that's a, that's that's an interesting Probably. point, and we got some some spoilers on this ep- on the last four episodes as well. If you haven't watched Clone Wars yet, and if you plan yeah, on doing that, alert. just wow, be wow, wow. be real spoiler. careful. Spoiler. Because. The the last four episodes of the Clone Wars all take place concurrently with Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Um, so yeah, that's you, you bring up a good point there, Nico. Yeah, uh, and just I, kinda... the, the answer for it, Nico, is probably the exact same reason why Leia stuck her tongue down her brother's mouth in uh, in The Empire Strikes Back, because George Lucas there? just really had no fucking idea what he was doing in the moment. Well, okay, to be fair... I love you, George. I really do love you, George. But, hey, let's be real. Papa G (laughs) at least had the decency to go back and retcon that and say, oh, no, they're twin, brother and sister, but they were separated at birth and they were raised separately on different fucking planets, uh, like halfway across the galaxy, and they never knew each other. 
So the chances of them in a galaxy as big as Star Wars, the Star Wars universe and story takes place, as big as that galaxy is and that world is, they were so far separated. What are the chances of two people having been separated at birth coming together and then being attracted to each other and kissing and then being brother and sister? That's ridiculous. So that retcon makes sense. But we've already had episode three happen. The chance for retcon already passed. So how can Papa George go back and explain this to me? Well, how, hold on. Let's. I'm going to actually blow your theory out of the water because there is a line that Leia says in Return of the Jedi where she says to Luke when he's confessing to her that there's another Skywalker, she looks at him and says, I know. Somehow I've always known. Those are her exact words. And if you've always known then what are you sticking your tongue down your brother's throat for? <laughs> well, you know, that's really a Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher thing to do anyway. Oh, true. If, that's, if, yeah. No, I, I see your point, but I know, I mean, Lucas was involved in these last four epi- episodes, Nico. So w- with Filoni, and I, I think there, there are a lot of other issues that are going on well, here too, because the there was a book written about Ahsoka and where, because they, they ended the series, what we thought just, out of the blue because of the way um, – what was it? Some the, the, the property was being handled. It was transferring over to Disney. Disney didn't want to continue it. Dave, I'm, I think you know some stuff about this. Is... Yeah, yeah, I mean that, that show went through a lot. I mean it was originally on I think Cartoon Network, got canceled, then did a lost season on Netflix, yeah. and they were sort of working on season seven, and that's when the – that's when the sale happened and Disney put the kibosh on everything, which I completely understand and, and honestly don't begrudge them doing that. But it it did create this, you know, we're going to get to come back and do things with a little more knowledge than we did at the time they were originally intended. And you can definitely see it in the production value of those last four episodes. Now, in that time frame from what we just talked about, didn't the book about Ahsoka and what yes. happened in her continuing story was published in that time frame. So it, now it, this, Oh yeah, go ahead. It, yeah. I was going to say it was published and reading between the lines of what people are saying. It sounds like they had the, the outline of what was supposed to happen in the siege of Mandalore storyline, but they maybe hadn't prepped the whole thing out script wise. And so just going off of that outline, that's what the person used for, the beginning of the Ahsoka novel, where you have to talk about filling in that missing gap of the, un- the then unproduced episode of Clone Wars and the beginning of that book, which sets her character up for the appearance in Rebels. Spoiler okay. alert. <laughs> well, and see, that's the thing that gets me is if they knew that her character, because Rebels is a that's hundred percent Rebels is a hundred percent Disney owned, right? Like Rebels started yes. after the acquisition. Yes, they, so they canceled if, they canceled Clone Wars to make way for Rebels. And then they brought Ahsoka back into Rebels. So Disney already had it in mind that they were going to bring Ahsoka back because Ahsoka came back to Rebels before they finished Clone Wars. If they were going to somehow retcon that Ahsoka, something happened to her, tragic, she died or left or ran away or whatever, they could have wrapped up that story and explained it in Rebels the same way where she showed up and confronted Darth Vader. They could have explained and there could have been some sort of holocron that um, the, the Jedi, I don't know, I haven't seen Rebels and I don't remember his name the the jedi boy and the blind master guy um they could have found holocrons from ahsoka and you know she left some sort of message from after she left or whatever and there could have been at the end of clone wars some sort of tragic ending to ahsoka's story to where it would make sense that she didn't show up in episode three but she survives and then what? She just disappears and we never hear from her again in episode three. And then we get a cameo from Darth Maul in Han in uh, in Solo, rather, in Solo, mm-hmm. a Star Wars story. But we don't see anything from Ahsoka in there. But we know that Ahsoka and Darth Maul's stories are intertwined from these last four episodes of the Clone Wars. So where was she? Where has she been all the way from 
the end of Clone Wars up to Rebels to where she's just so, been forgotten and written out of the, the histories. There, There is a rumor going around that uh, Disney is actually developing an Ahsoka TV series. There's, huh. There are more rumors going around about what Disney is doing with Star Wars TV than there are about the Kardashians at this point. I've seen rumors that there's going to be an Ahsoka TV series. I've seen rumors that Ahsoka is going to be on the Kenobi series, which I have mixed feelings about. Uh, I think, to your point, which is well taken, Nico, I, I think that Disney has some plans for her. We just haven't seen what those plans are. I think that gap is being left there intentionally. Well, well that, I, I know we, we have a lot to discuss on the Clone Wars, but I'm going to throw this out there because it's going to segue later on into something I'm going to talk about. But she is also going to be making an appearance in The Mandalorian. Ooh, well, I think that's still that rumor. I, I, I think that's still rumor. I think it, I think you're right. but Because because it's Rosario Dawson is, is the actress that they're talking about, but I don't think they've confirmed her role as anything. So Okay. I was, I mean, was going to play off the rumor, that's all. And even then, if she shows up in Mando, which takes place after episode 8, or uh, not no, 8, sorry, 6. Uh, six. Yes. So after episode 6, that's another like tw- almost 30 years after Revenge of the Sith, right? Mm-hmm. That's like 30-ish years. 25? <laughs> Because well, Mando is eight plus years after episode six, and between episode three and four is like another 18 years between episodes four and six, probably four or five. So we're like pushing 30 years between the last time she shows up. No, Nico is Mando. doing a lot of math on this show. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's really working the fucking abacus over there is what he's doing. Smoke coming out of that thing. <laughs> it's vape. I don't smoke. It's it's vape. I'm a millennial. We do the electronic cigarette thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, like that's that's. I just there's a lot of holes to fill with this character. And as good a character as Ahsoka has been in Clone Wars, and as much character development as they put into her into the last season of Clone Wars, um. It feels like they're now using her sort of as a deus ex machina, where she can just show up and be this, you know, sort of not episodic, but outside the, epi- you know, the, the numerical Star Wars movies and where she can just kind of show up and be that that plot device, okay. which is really yeah. sad because she's a great character. And now they're just kind of like. They left her so open-ended and with so many, like, she's just showing up in all of these things, but there's no connection to it. And, you know, if they do somehow explain it in the next, you know, five to ten years of Star Wars content that they're going to be creating and all these different TV shows or whatnot, then great. But right now, it just feels like she's going from this this Clone Wars season finale to showing up in Mando 30 years later, she shows up in a handful of Rebels episodes and like, it's just, she, it, it's really disappointing to see such a great character turn into a plot device is what it feels yeah. like. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I you know, we'll, we'll, we have more Mando talk coming up, but I almost think that she could be, you know, they're looking for stuff to base shows around and I think that she would be better off served um in her own show i think they've established that she's a character she's a character people like i think she could stand to have her own show yeah and that goes right into what i'm saying she's such a great character and it just feels like oh yeah hey mandalorian the the dark saber like okay yeah that means ahsoka right it's like but wait this is 30 years later there's a lot of stuff to talk about in between to why she would show up in this mandalorian series and like why wasn't she around at the fall of vader why wasn't she around during any of the you know four five and six the original trilogy why was it that yoda and obi-wan were so fixated on getting uh luke trained when there's already this fantastic jedi who's out there in ahsoka why wasn't she involved in any of it well, let me. I I can't answer that for certain, but oh, Dave, you were. Gonna I was going to say in? because they're racist, clearly. No, clearly. Um, so there there might be some answers that have been provided in the end of the series. Um, and again, I know we talked about spoilers, but 
we we see that Ahsoka is not part of the Jedi anymore, and that she is kind of like uh, Count Dooku, who has left the Order and has gone her own way. Now, she didn't seem to fall to the dark side, but she is definitely having some issues with the way that the Jedi are handling things. And I think the way that they present that uh, and bounce that character off with the Darth Maul character in the last four episodes is is just fantastically done. Like, it is just... The, it, it was very cinematic. Like, it felt like it could have been the missing movie in that original trilogy, the prequel tri- – not original, the prequel trilogy. But here's the catch on this. So the big question a lot of people are talking about is why doesn't Anakin – and you're bringing this up, Nico – is why isn't Anakin talking about or anybody talking about Ahsoka? Well, there are a lot of things I think that could point to the fact that even though it's – Anakin inside that suit it's now Vader and the only hint we get of that is that last moment where we see Vader's appearance in the Clone Wars still there's that last remnants of him being a human seeing his Padawan or where he thinks his Padawan died in that moment so that going to that last spot where he knows that she was at is is it's one of the more like sincere and heartwarming moments in a scene where, you know, from that point on, he is just over to the dark side and he is slaughtering Jedi. Well, he just, he actually has done the, the slaughtering at this point, but you know, now it's where, the where hunting. He, yeah. Now it's it, all it, the yeah. hunting. It, yeah. It, it's a, it's a cap on the whole loss of his humanity. That whole journey that to yeah. me really begins with when he, you know, loses his mother and avenges his mother. You know, he takes his first major step to the dark side in uh, in Attack of the Clones. So and that 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 scene at the end of Clone Wars, that's kind of the bookend for it. It's that last person that he has that attachment to, and she's dead. Which I want to bring this up. This I'm not pulling credit for this. Somebody else brought this up on another video somewhere, but I want to point this out. Out of all the things that I saw reviews about this and my own feelings on this last part of the series, which was amazing. Is it me or – and I felt the same way that this person talked about. You look at that moment, and I, I'm i honest, man. I got to say he had more feelings for Ahsoka than he did for Padme <laughs> at that point. <laughs> no! Because <laughs> even when he kills Padme, he chokes her, and then he goes into this bit. He's more concerned about the battle with Obi-Wan. He's so pissed off. It doesn't really seem like he's mad about Padme. He just leaves her on the ground. He goes back to the place where he thinks his Padawan is dead, and he's standing over there almost crying, and I'm like, what is happening? I will say it was a really cool touch that they did in the animation to show the human eye inside the mask lens, and it's a really cool touch the way they did the the amber red lenses instead of the blacked out lenses, how he shows up in episode four with those like reddish eyes. Mm -hmm. And you see that human eyeball underneath on the close up. I will say that was great, great attention to detail animation studio. You guys get top marks for that. And you guys, I had to walk away from the last episode we were all together on. You did the review of the three episodes. Mm hmm. Big props to you guys because the whole thing where they did the Lucasfilm logo and the new yeah. red Clone Wars, unbelievable. It oh, just yeah. brought it so much more powerful oh, in I, those scenes. As, as soon as I saw that old school Lucasfilm Limited come up on the first one, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. They made this for, you know, they made this for me. That was literally the emotional reaction I had. And I and I thought of you, Scott. I was like, Scott is going to love this. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> the first time it popped up, I'm like, "Oh my god, that is the original logo and what a way to segue into basically the original trilogy." And you know, yeah. even Rogue One, I'm just like, "Oh my god, this is amazing what they're doing." But it, so, and then George was involved right? in it, so Greg, I think it was you, and you this may not have been your idea, but you were the first one I remember talking about, could somebody do some kind of supercut yeah. of Revenge of the Sith and oh. these four episodes to kind of have it all run concurrently and see how it flows together? Because I'm betting it actually would work. Yeah, I, I you know, was not a big Clone Wars fan. I still haven't gone back and watched it. And it's still kind of on my list of things to do. You know, and the, when, when the world settles down and everything like that, I'll go back and watch Clone, Clone Wars. But these last four episodes were really impressive. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I, I hated the beginning 
episodes of Clone Wars, and I thought they were really bad. And I think Nico, who has recently watched them, can attest to that. Oh, nobody God. hated them. That nobody an, hated them more than me. But well, but these you last watch the movie, Dave. Yeah, the, these <laughs> these last these last four were actually really good. And and the fact that you could see exactly where the beats of story of of episode three were hitting. Uh, that's really what I was intrigued about. I'm like somebody, somebody sh- could and should go back and edit those together and make a nice big long cut of of the last four episodes of Clone Wars and Episode Three, and you'll have you know like a like a four hour sit down time with Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, the Clone Wars. And I think it's a it would be a, I be, think it'd be a fun watch. I really do. Yeah, yeah. There's another great point is that moment that the Order sixty six is called. It was more powerful oh. and more potent in the Clone Wars than it was in, and I know they did it in a montage sequence, except for the Obi Wan stuff. But seriously, even Obi Wan's, I didn't feel the connection between him and Cody, as opposed to Ahsoka and, and Rex. And Rex, oh god, yeah. that scene with Rex shaking, holding the pistols, yes, was so strong. And that whole scene when they all rush in. Yeah. And she's sitting there just swinging the sabers and they're all just blasting at her. And you can see Rex just I could imagine him under that helmet just bawling, just crying his eyes out. There was yeah. so much emotion in that feeling. That's, and, that's and that scene, where it was so strong. That's where I give Filoni and Lucas and because I, I know he pulled Lucas in to do a lot of this or or at least what executive produce or, or he did some writing in it, didn't he? I think, they, I think yeah, he helped I, with it, the story. Yeah. Yeah, the the story was all originally written when Lucas controlled Lucasfilm. Okay. So that's this is the last bit of Star Wars that Lucas ever directly contributed to, and I I think Filoni did pull Lucas into executive consult because that's that's actually his status with the Star Wars franchise is basically we we call you up and we ask for your input, and this was a moment where Filoni called him up on behalf of Lucasfilm and probably really legit listened to the input because it was something that Lucas had legitimately yeah. put together prior to the disney purchase yeah kudos and, that, and it, was a, it was just a great way to to close out the series uh you know that was a, a show that was loved by the fans and and you know i think they wanted to give it a proper send-off and and i'm, I'm glad they did because i i enjoyed it as a guy who was not you know a huge fan of the rest of the series i thought they did a great job and i'm, I'm glad that it was satisfying for you guys who were fans as well well but that, it was it was it was it was really good, but it's really unsatisfying for me. And that's the point I want to make is as strong as it was and as as great as it was, it's really unsatisfying for me because now we're left with this whole Ahsoka story plot and I or plot hole. And I really hope that they do do something with the character to fill in all of that time between this end and uh when she shows up in Rebels, and then between that and the upcoming Mando, if she does show up in Mando. Well, if she does show up in Mando, but she's going to have company. Scott, you've got some stuff to talk about also. I do. Let's talk about some Mandalorian, guys. Um, so season two is coming out, and it looks like late September, early October. Yeah, they, 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 the, one of the few things that hasn't been postponed or delayed or shut down due to coronavirus is the Mandalorian going strong. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah for that. But I want to talk about some stuff because there are some crazy casting announcements that have been going on over the last week and a half, two weeks. Apparently, everybody and their mother has been cast in this show, uh, <laughs> and it's all coming out now. But uh, the latest news was Timmy, um, Timothy Oliphant. I believe Timmy is that his friends. Timmy, yeah, Timmy. friends. Let's call Timmy. him Timmy. Timmy <laughs> uh, has been cast in the series along with. Uh, I did have the list here, and I just lost Along it. Along with every Hollywood A minus B tier actor and actress, we have Jesus. some we have some great people that are in this show. Uh, we have uh, Michael Bean, who's been in Aliens, uh, Terminator, Terminator, Mr. Uh, Bean. Uh, what was it? What, what's the Western? Goodness gracious, Tombstone. Tombstone, yeah, that's right. He was Johnny Ringo in Tombstone. That's right. That's right. Almost so. He has been cast. We have Rosario Dawson has been cast. And we also have Tamira Morrison from Attack of the Clones, uh, who played Jango Fett. So the big talk at the time was that he would be revising um, Boba Fett in the series. And that might not be true. It looks like Timothy 
is going to be wearing the armor of Boba Fett in this series. Um, Does that mean that Mr. Morrison might be playing the role of Rex? Not sure yet, but here's the catch. The character that he's going to be playing, I'm a little upset about this. Dave's going to have a lot of fun with me on this one. I'm sorry ahead of time. I'll roll through this as fast as I can. But apparently Oliphant's character is named Cobb Vanth, and he is wearing or sporting the armor of a famous bounty hunter, Boba Fett. Uh, How and why he's wearing it seems to me could be something along the lines of one of my favorite characters I've brought up multiple times on the show. Yeah, I won't. Are, I won't. are we going to bring up your porn title again? The Twin <laughs> Engines of Destruction? <laughs> <laughs> but it could be something similar to that because I know these guys are pulling from Expanded or uh, Legends now or whatever it's called. So that's a possibility. But let's talk about some other things here. You guys can jump in anytime. But one of the things that I mentioned earlier was Rosario Dawson is set to play. And we talked about this as a rumor, but it is actually confirmed, guys, through oh, Van Bear. Vanity Fair has confirmed that she will be playing the role of Ahsoka Tano. So let that start. Go, so uh, Ashley Eckstein is the uh, the young lady who voiced Ahsoka Tano for the entirety of the Clone Wars and had her voice heard in The Rise of Skywalker as well as one of the voices who spoke with uh, Rey at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Um and I, I think there was a little bit of blowback that she didn't even get a, a a a look, or maybe a second look. Maybe she did get a look, but not a second look to play Ahsoka Tano as a in, in the live action series. But guys, I'm on board with uh, Rosario Dawson. I think she fits the look. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the Vanity oh, Fair yeah. article, and I've got to tell you, the side by side, even with the Ahsoka makeup and the and the headpiece, she's really got the facial looks of of Ahsoka. So. Maybe they could do some kind of nod to Ashley in the series. That'd be great. I don't know how they're going to present her. I don't know where we're going. Because I know how the character ends and where she kind of goes into Rebels. But uh, I'm curious to see why she's showing up. If it's going to be a flashback, if it's going to be her much older, I'm not sure. I don't know if her species is one of those long-living, like, you know, Wookiees or something. Yeah, so so as as fans of the show, like, do you guys, you you know, do you think it's unfair that that – Ashley was not cast or or is it just business is business and you go with what you go with the name? Well, let me throw this out there. You guys can jump in. But my feeling is this. She's the voice actress, so she's not a physical actress as far as I know. So maybe maybe she doesn't have those acting chops and Rosario definitely does. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe there could be a nod to her in some way, shape or form in the series. So. I'll defer judgment until I see the final product. Just, you to, know, to, be just, fair, just to be fair about it. You know, and to be fair, Ashley plays the Ahsoka and voices the Ahsoka when she's young, right? Does she voice or, uh, yeah, does she voice Ahsoka in the Rebels series where she's yes. older? She, yes, she has she always been the voice in, in every iteration. She has been the voice of Ahsoka Tano okay. um, the, well, thus far. I mean, you know. She's the Anthony Daniels her. of Ahsoka Tano. Well, we're going to see her even much later than still even Rebels in Mando. This is going to be an older Ahsoka. Um, so, you so, know, maybe she's not going to sound the same. So let's assume something real quick. If she is alive in Mando, she's a voice or a ghost in Rise of Skywalker. So sometime between if oh. she is a live character in Mando, somewhere between there and Rise, she does die at some they- point. I don't. I think J.J. Abrams went out of his way to say that it doesn't mean that she's dead. Oh, really? I could. Are we, are we still going to listen to anything J.J. Abrams says at this point, though, guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, Greg. That's a good Thank you. It's totally fair. Well, let, let, me, let me ask. Let me ask you a question, though, Greg, because right. I I think you were a fan of Batman the Animated Series, so you might. I think you might be able to pull this when I can't. Who was the voice actor for Batman Bruce Wayne on Batman the Animated Series? Kevin Conroy. Mark Hamill. Okay, so Kevin Conroy did voice acting for Batman. Yes. And was very distinctive, well thought of. Like, everybody loved him. The the animated series and several of the video games, too, I believe. So, when it came time to do a big screen reboot with Christopher Nolan, was that gentleman cast as the Batman? Not even in the slightest. Okay, so, not necessarily a bad decision that that happened. No, because Christian Bale was awesome. 
Right. I'm just saying, yeah. like to me, it's the same thing with Ahsoka Tano. Love what Ashley Eckstein has done, but just because they made a decision to go a different direction for live action, not necessarily a bad thing. And not a knock on on anybody. And not a knock on anybody. I agree. I I actually agree. Totally. So all you fanboys are out there all upset. Suck it. Well, guys, I I hate to break into my own story, but we do have some breaking news. It looks like we do have... Scott is literally going to jump in on himself now, guys. I am. I'm a... (laughs) You know it's what? I told you, that, that not if, but when. The Stevie B's not if, here, but man. When. The rules are off. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, seriously, we have breaking news that another person has been cast in The Mandalorian. Robbie Rist will be reprising his role as Cousin Oliver from The Brady Bunch and showing <laughs> in The Mandalorian. That's strong. That is so. I'm, I'm going to ask the question, because Greg actually asked the question in, in a chat. And when I say Greg asked it, I mean he posted a tweet from somebody. But I did. I thought it was a really good one. Uh, the Mandalorian was, is this original product for Star Wars with original characters, and everybody loves it. Are they leaning too heavy into the, the concept of guest stars for season two? Would it not be a smarter decision to let Mandalorian continue to kind of breathe and develop its original characters and original universe out here on the edge of the galaxy, away from the rebels and what's left of the empire. I think it's a very, very fair question. Anybody want to start? I, I will. I'm going to start on this. It's a okay. fair question. Um, I want to just throw a couple things in on that. I see your point, and it's a very good point. Um, I, I but, don't even know if it's my point, to be totally fair. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm actually, we're talking literally, about. I'm literally reading from my phone. What somebody else wrote. <laughs> well, I'm actually looking at Greg because I think he, Greg's the one who posted the tweet or posted the info originally. I, I, I did. I, 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 yeah, I am the one who brought the subject to the forefront uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So I agree with that to an extent. I want to see where they're going to go with it first. One of the characters I don't mind them showing up is the character of Boba Fett in. I don't even know how he's going to show up yet. We don't even know if it's going to be him or if it's going to be, like I said, some other character wearing his his uniform that he scavenged from the pit of Carcoon. You know, um, my feeling is we, we, we did get a tease, actually, in the first season. We do see a character walk up to um, God. What was the episode? The one where that took place all on Mos Eisley. Um, yeah, there's well, a silhouette the that sniper, shows up. Yeah. The sniper yeah. episode. So if you watch that episode and you see that character show up, look really carefully, and his feet look like the outfit of Boba Fett. It's got the little uh, spiked whatever heels or whatever toes that he has on that thing. So there could be something at play here we just don't know about yet. Um, I'm not too certain about the Ahsoka thing. Again, they I have a lot of faith in the way that Filoni and and um, uh, Fabra. And Favreau, thank you, Filoni and Favreau, uh, kind of held this thing together and got it going. I mean, I'm really impressed with it. And if they can continue that, even by bringing in some of these characters, if they're done right, could continue the story in a way where it's not like, hey, look, it's Boba Fett. No, look, it's that Jedi we knew from way back in the cartoon days. So, you know, I, I'm i going to give them a chance before yeah. – I really just get all over their case because I, I can see it. I can really see it like, oh, hey, it's Boba Fett. But no, yeah. you know, so for me, this really this really worries me. Like you look at Rogue One and I thought it was really kind of ham handed how they threw in um, Ponda Baba and Dr. Abazon, you know, how they threw in C-3PO. Um, they they were really, you know, wink, wink to the camera. Hey, look at us. And I was really impressed with the way that Mandalorian took us to familiar places and brought us familiar things. You know, they stuck in a sand crawler. They stuck in Mos Eisley, you know, but you didn't have, you know, they stuck the AT, uh, the ATST in there. But you didn't have, you know, Han Solo popping in for a drink at the bar. You didn't have, you know, C-3PO um, poking his head in, you know, to say what's up, guys, or anything like that. Um, the, it was it was all new characters and it got us to a place where we cared about those characters, you know, and if they're my my fear is that they're going to build all the stories around these guest stars. And I and, and I 
I think that's a mistake. I think they were on a good track with building up new characters and new stories and and bringing new lore to the Star Wars universe. Um, and I would hate to see it take a step back. But like Scott said, Filoni and Favreau have earned all of my shots to give them for season two. And I'm and I'm and I'm on board 100 percent. It's my, totally fair. But, but it, my, it, my ahead, question Nico. is, do we think that season two is going to go the way that season one did, where they're going to kind of. Um, do the episode by episode kind of action thing, or yeah, take the eighteen, gonna, the eighteen. It was a total eighteen or, formula. Yeah, yeah. Or do you um, think that we're gonna get an actual like kind of linear storyline? Well, my hope is. I know Dave, you got a thought on this. I gotta just jump no, on this. I'm real just, quick. I'm, I'm stuck on the intro to the A Team in my head now. In 1973, <laughs> a man sent to prison for a crime they did not commit. Damn it. <laughs> That's going to totally distract me. The Los Angeles Underground. If you need help and you can find them, you might be able to hire the A team. The Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, I got it. Oh, so here's my thing. My my hope is this. One, what we talked about Filoni and Favreau is that they will continue the great writing and direction of the show. The thing with Boba Fett, I'm going to bring this up because we we know that that's a thing now. We know that it's been confirmed that at least his armor appears I'm okay with that if it's a good story to tell and it serves the story and the characters because we've already been to Moss Eisley and we know that these characters are in and around that time frame, not like five years, seven years after Return of the Jedi. And there is a possibility, whether we're fanboys or not, that we've all talked about the possibility of Boba Fett either surviving or at least somebody finding the armor. I mean, that thing's probably not chomping up armor so it could spit it up who knows you know but it's it would be fascinating to find out where they want to take that story and that's what interests me if they don't and they do what you said greg that's where i'm gonna that i'm gonna lose the show because while we had the a-team episodes it also served a season episode with the whole thing with the baby yoda and what's gonna happen if they continue that mystery and that story goes through an entire second season i'll be happy that's a that's a serving an overall arc I like to see. Kind of like the Buffy episodes, the X Files episodes, where you have these individual ones, but constantly you're being told this ongoing overall arc. So yeah. let's see that happen and don't ruin it by what you're saying. These just surprise, it's Han Solo at a bar, you know. I don't want to see that. I just want to yeah. see good stories and make it serve the purpose of the show. Although if they could get am, Harrison Ford to appear on the show, you better goddamn right they would do that. <laughs> I, am, I am just worried if they can do it, it. I'm just worried that it's going to fall into the Daredevil season two trap because Daredevil season one on Netflix was an absolute revelation, just a wonderful bit of world building and mythology building, and yes. then in season two, for everything that was still good and enjoyable about it, it got bogged down with introducing yeah. too much stuff. Too much yeah. of the concept around Electra, Punisher, and all the varying backstories that were needed to support those yeah. new characters. Yeah, yeah. you know what? And that's me what about I'm worried that? about is going to happen for Mandalorian. You brought this up. I want to I want to discuss this. We're sidetracking, but seriously, you know what really bugged me about that, Dave, is I didn't mind those characters, but because they basically said part the first half of the season is this, the second half of the season is this, and there might be a little bit of a tie up at the end. That really bothered me. They didn't know how to interweave them through the entire season. And that felt real choppy and bad writing for me. Well, still it also, enjoyed it. It also felt like it wasn't Daredevil's show anymore. Right. It felt like much more of this ensemble show. And, I mean, it, it's Daredevil. It wasn't the Defenders or it wasn't Daredevil and Pals. Right. That said, that moment when Karen Page puts uh, turns the radio on when you think everything's done and it's playing that, that music from her conversation with the Punisher earlier, like that was fantastic, a fantastic bit of storytelling and payoff for a lot of things that have been happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, I saw your tweet, Greg, and it, it spoke to me because I loved Daredevil season one and only liked season two. And yeah. it never it, it never really recovered from that. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of what I, I, it's, you know, it's mentioned in, in the tweet that I posted out there and I'll mention it here, too, is that's kind of the trap that Rebels fell, fell into is Rebels had a, a really, you know, a good, strong core of characters, you know, a, a, a ragtag band of Rebels going about there. 
And they kept going, oh, here's Princess Leia. Oh, here's Darth Vader. Oh, here's Ahsoka Tano. And, you know, that's where Maul and Obi-Wan have their final fight is in Rebels, you know, and they're not even main characters on the show. And that was that was the biggest thing to come out of the last season was the, the fight between Maul and Obi-Wan. And I'm, I'm like, that's it, not really fair to the rest of the story. Is it really mm. fair to call it a fight from everything I've heard about it? I never saw yeah. the episode, but I, <laughs> I, I, I heard it was literally like two hits, me hitting you and you hitting the floor. Pretty much. Pretty, and and, and it, it's it's well done. And it, and, and it, I, I think it was the way to go about that. They didn't need, you know, they didn't need to have this swashbuckling fight like Ahsoka and Maul have at the end of Clone Wars because it's, you know, it's it's Obi-Wan's really old and and. And Maul was crazed and and kind of a lunatic at that point, so it it didn't need to happen. I think it went down the right way, so I'm happy that they did it that way, and it was fun. But again, the show wasn't about them, so I, it's kind of sad that that it took place there and not in a in a story of their own where they could have wrapped it up better. So anyway, yeah, you know what? Speaking of wrapping up stories, guys, I have something that I want to bring up that is not related to Star Wars at all. It is, oh, it's, I, it's, do, I do, too. You do, too? How many cats do you have, Greg? <laughs> Currently or at, at, at their peak? At their peak, 12. 14 12 and cats. a half. Yes. <laughs> 14, 14 and, and a half. half. What? One of them's Cur- only got two legs. Currently... Currently, I am I am down to six. Thank you for asking, Dave. I appreciate that. I am down to six cats. Well, really five and a half, and not because it only has two legs, because it's just it's it's a kitten, and she doesn't get around very much because kittens just don't. But it's uh, a pocket cat. It's a pocket cat, yes, and it most and mostly lives in my in my wonderful wife's pocket. But if anybody is looking for two wonderful tuxedo cats, I have two wonderful tuxedo cats that are looking for home. One of Check them is one. a little bleached out. He's kind of gray more than uh, he is black yeah, and white. He's, he's dark gray, but he's uh, gray. He's he's, he's 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 charcoal. He's charcoal. They, they are they are wonderful cats, and they are absolutely bonded. They have to stay together. Yes, they do have to stay together. Um, but they, but they need to go. They need to go <laughs> because they, six cats is too many. Causing problems, Craig. Uh, you know what? They get along with the other cats very well. But we have one alpha, and the other one, and one of the boys also wants to be an alpha. So um, that's what's creating the problem. But all, all, all six cats, even the kitten, all six cats, there's never been a fluff of fur spilled in this house at any one time. So nice. It's, it's, good to, it's good to see it. So hopefully that saga will end soon. But in the meantime, yeah, six cats is the current count. We can put that on the uh, on the the cat count can be a recurring episode from here on out now that Steve's not here. I was gonna say if you get them up That's to strong. nine, we can we can just rename them after the movies. <laughs> yeah, all so they need Wookie, is Wookie Copilot Greg Cat Watch 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Scott. No, you've been, no. You've been replaced for the watch of the hive. So oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we we've had some holy grails, and I think I, I think the number one holy grail for this show of things that will that are rumored to happen but will never happen is the uh, the theatrical release of episode four, A New Hope, on DVD. We all want that to happen. We all fucking know it's never gonna happen, though, guys. It's just <laughs> I thought we were talking just, about this the Disney Plus release on, of Song of the South. I'll fucking take it on VHS <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Song, Song of the South is another one. Um, the the asshole cut of the musical Cats is is another one that's out there. <laughs> but uh, but word is out yeah. today, guys. Word yes. is out today. There was a little movie a couple years back in the DC universe called The Justice League, folks. And if you remember that The Justice League was directed was the wrap up of the Zack Snyder Superman trilogy. Now, if you will, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. And then the Justice League um, that he left uh, halfway. Or actually, I think it's more like three quarters of the way through production yeah. because tragically his uh, his 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 daughter, I think his oldest daughter, committed suicide, unfortunately. And so he left the production. So and left it for Joss Whedon of Avengers and Buffy fame to to wrap up. And, and by the way, it was, it was a mixed bag. Pick, they could not pick a more discordant style of director. Oh, yeah. Jack <laughs> Snyder. And Joss Whedon, not exactly peanut butter and jelly. I'm sorry, exactly. I didn't mean to interrupt your thing, Greg, but I just I couldn't. I'm sorry. Abs- that, and that's that's well said because yeah, they're entirely different 
types of, of, of filmmakers, and you can see exactly where the band-aids were put on this movie <laughs> that is the Justice League. And uh, and now, in the in the intervening years since then, I think, what, it came out like two years ago, three years ago now? I, I, I have lost track of all time, so it's I, hard. I'm pretty I, sure it came out pre-Donald Trump, but yeah. beyond that, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I'm air-quoting that fans have asked for the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League to be released, which was his original vision before Joss Whedon got his slimy hands all over it and, and destroyed the there's cinematic people. masterpiece that was the Justice League. There's people who liked that movie. There's Guys, it was, better, the, it was better than Dawn of Justice. It was better than Batman v Superman. I will give it that. Of all the things that we're going to get in 2021, guys, on HBO Max, we are apparently, and this is true, we're going to get the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. I cannot believe. What world are we living in? We are are living in some kind of alternate timeline at this point, right? Doctor Who should should show up or or the Voyagers (laughs) should show up to set things right at some point, correct? Oh, no. No, you, Dave, you but made the, the point. the read, history's wrong. Our job is to put it back on track. Dave, <laughs> I swear to God, you made the greatest point of, like, at some point saying, if Captain America just could go back and put those things all back in the right spot <laughs> and change this shit are, back to whatever. We are one of the realities that need the branch that needs to be trimmed, Chris <laughs> Evans. Get on it. Stop fucking yeah. around with knives please? out and get on your job, please. You know what? We are living in the Zack Snyder cut right now. That's what's freaking me out. Yeah. Yeah, Earth Earth 187 needs your help, please. <laughs> so I, I think we're all on board with the uh, Zack Snyder cut is what I'm hearing is we're all down to watch it, right? This is, what, okay. this is what's it, happening now. It, it can't be worse than what was in theaters. I mean, I, 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 I wanted to like that movie very, very much, and I just could could not do it. It just I, it just couldn't happen. I have it, desperately despised that movie for since it came out, and I'm going to say this. Now I have to – I am being forced because I can't remember it. That's how bad it was. I'm like, <laughs> that means I'm going to have to watch the original cut, the re, or the redone cut, and then yes. watch the Snyder cut. That's five hours of hell. <laughs> so is that going to be the Sweden cut or is that going to be the, the wider cut? Is that the – like wider, not whiter, wider. I want to yeah. just clarify that. Oh, that was that was a Freudian slip there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they all they both are very white. So, um, yeah, let's let's just call it the Sweden cut. I got to watch the Sweden cut. Then I got to watch the Snyder cut. So so it's interesting. It's it's interesting now because I see we all have kind of differing views on the on the Snyder trilogy of of films, because I thought they started high ish and ended very poorly. And I, I literally best to worst Man of Steel, BBS and then Justice League. Dave, it sounds like you're completely all out on 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 BBS. Scott, you're also down there with Justice League with me. Um, I'm I am one of the rare few on this this podcast that hates all of them. I oh, do not like no, no, Man no. of Steel. Hey, I do hey. not. When you say oh. they started on a high note, Greg, do you mean with the trailers or with the actual <laughs> movie? <laughs> because the trailers for Man of Steel are actually really, really good. They're like you, you may Phantom have a point. Menace teaser, Phantom Menace teaser level good. I, oh, I watched wow. those and I was like, oh, my God, this guy really gets it. This movie is going to be great. I can't wait to see it. The dichotomy of the fathers and he's different and say, oh my god it's amazing and it just isn't it's no, yeah. just not no. I, I i enjoyed man of steel up until the the third act i really did even even the stuff with kevin costner being let those motherfuckers die just you gotta hide the whole time I'm, which was a strange <laughs> take to go with but that's yeah. the way they did it i was on board with man of steel up until the third act and i'll tell you why um, Henry Cavill was exactly the actor to portray Superman. They have never, and as good as Christopher Go Reeve is, there. the embodiment of what Superman should look like is Henry Cavill for a hundred percent. But that's, Cavill that is, is the yeah. best Superman since Christopher Reeve. Sorry, Scott. Sorry. No, no, Dave. You're Dave and Greg. You both making a great point. But here's the point. Your point ends at looks like Superman <laughs> does not act. 
like Superman. There are 75 oh, he murdered years, one or two. So. 75 fucking years of Superman comics to look back on, and they pulled that shit out of their ass? I don't think so. You already have Batman, who is murdering motherfuckers left and right. You don't need the same guy, Superman. He is the contrast to that character. What? happened oh, Zach, Zack Snyder is literally arcade from the X-Men universe and he comes from Murder World is what it he is does? wow <laughs> that is wow. strong that is strong and you Nico's looking it. around like what is this we're referencing comic books from before you were born that's, that's <laughs> yeah. basically what's happening right now that's yeah, basically what you guys do all the time so you know we had an right. well it's good reference. that's good you should be used to it by now no so. no we had old schooled rk reference and we had brady bunch Co- cousin oliver reference tonight people <laughs> this is this is crazy alternate universe right now i swear to god this so, is crazy so the, the i think you I, personally i think you give man of steel a little too much credit i think it falls apart long before the third act i i will say that i think man of steel you can really see what they were trying to do I mean, for me, there, there's a lot of effort there that I appreciated. I just don't think they they fulfilled. Whereas I get to Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, or whatever that putrid <laughs> mess of a film is, <laughs> and it's just, it's just horrible. Mm-hmm. It's just god awful destruction porn. No character development. Like Wonder Woman shows up and Batman's like, is she with you? And Superman's like, I don't know. I thought she was with you. And I'm like, oh, they're best friends now, cracking wise in the middle of the end of the world. That doesn't make a lot of sense, but whatever. <laughs> Your mother's and name it, is Martha. And, it, and it, <laughs> ends, it ends with dirt being thrown on Superman's coffin and the credits roll. Horrible decision. Yeah. I, the the – the only thing that I the the best thing that I can say about the Snyder not the best thing that's that's horrible even for me but <laughs> the thing that's rough about the Snyder cut that I know will still leave me unfulfilled is I know that's not the culmination of his vision Zack Snyder's vision was originally for a second Justice League movie and then I think a fifth movie beyond that to really wrap up his whole his whole story so the and it was going to be an, an apocalypse based storyline too yeah. right. So, yeah, oh. so the fact that we're getting a, a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, the you know part three of what was envisioned to be a four or five part story, I just it, it doesn't excite me as much as you know say even seeing you know Superman two the Richard Donner cut or yeah. a Star Trek the motion picture the extended completed uh, remastered Robert Weiss cut. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty sure there are some other movie examples out there where there was a, a dramatic change in, in tone or direction. I'm blanking on them right now because it's a little late and I didn't do any prep work for it. But I, I just <laughs> it, it it it's going to be a curiosity for me as opposed to like answering some long, dark question of my soul, which believe yeah. me, I've uncovered a lot of because I have a lot of time to look at those things lately. <laughs> <laughs> as we're all as we're, uh, sheltering in place for sure yeah. well if I, an, if I do another zoom call i am going to lose it <laughs> i think that we're all going to be plunking down our whatever 20 bucks a month or whatever hbo is going to get out of us for hbo max and we're all going to have a nice review for the four of us of uh of the <laughs> Zack snyder cut of the justice league when it comes out sometime my question is as an Amazon Prime video user, I pay $12 a month for the HBO channel. Am I going to get the same content on No. Nope. No, you are not. Nope. No. HBO Max is the streaming service that is not HBO Now or HBO Go. It is there uh, where they're going to put all of their original programming, and it is where also um, Doom Patrol Season 2 is going to end up, is on HBO Max but. as well. But unless they've changed it from the last time I've read it, which they certainly could have, uh, if you are a cable television subscriber to HBO, the core business, if you will, you get access to HBO Max for no additional charge. Oh, well, how about them? Given uh, given the cable companies a break there, how generous of them. That's my under that's my understanding. They certainly could have changed their mind since uh, the last time I read about it. How many of us have still have cable here? How many of us still have cable? One, 25 percent of us. That sounds about right. Twenty about 25, 25 percent of the people I know actually still have a uh, a cable service that they subscribe to. Do we That's think CBB still has cable? No, he cut the cord, right? Yeah, he cut the cord. He cut the and cord. I'm not going to lie. A big reason I still have it is every time they try to raise the rates, I call them up and threaten to leave. And they leave me at the teaser rate that I came in at for bundled cable and Internet. Nice. 
it's worth the call every year to do that because they will jack you at every opportunity. They will, they they will screw you so hard <laughs> yeah. and not in a good way. Yeah. Well, on that note... Speaking of getting screwed in not good ways, <laughs> Stevie B, how dare you? How Stevie B, where are you? Dare you? Now, we wish him well. Um, he'll be back. He's not away for good, but he is going to be taking an extended hiatus, if you will, and we will soldier on without him and keep you, the fine listeners of the Wretched Hive, informed. You can reach us on our socials. On Facebook, Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Zuckerberg. Hive. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Uh, Instagram at Wretch Hive 77. Also Zuckerberg. <laughs> also Zuckerberg. Yeah, I don't know why Steve pimps the Instagram so much when it's still Zuckerberg. When he hates Zuckerberg yeah. so much. There's still so many, the there are so many, so many things if you open that up, man. Uh, Twitter, Wretch Hive Pod. You can call us. Can you still call us? No, you can't call us anymore, but you can leave a review on iTunes. That's what you can do. That is the most important thing you can do is go into iTunes, leave us a review, one star, five star, anything in between is good. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, how much we suck, how much, or how soon Stevie B should be back here on the show, lifting it to the highs where it needs to be. Uh, guys, a minute 22. Scott, that's for you. <laughs> wait, wait! I got a story I forgot. To talk about. <laughs> Sounds about right. No way! I just need to jump in here real quick. Well, now's your opportunity. You got a minute five now, so get. So. <laughs> See, now he's gunshot. You, 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 you give Scott the mic, and he can't take it. But he will, goddamn, if he's not going to take it from you when, uh, when, uh, <laughs> when he wants it. There hasn't been one fuck you, Scott, in this entire show, and I think it's about time. Nico? Fuck you, Scott. Thank you very much. I appreciate you doing that for us. Guys, uh, we'll be back in two weeks, and we'll have hopefully more Mandalorian talk. Hopefully we'll be actually be able to leave the house sometime soon, right? Be able to get a, a Wretched Hive live sometime going on. That would be nice. Uh, but yeah, and in the meantime, um, be good to each other, be safe. Uh, social distance. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wash your Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Um, don't touch your peepee. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think the CDC says it's okay. Oh, it's okay oh, to touch the peepee. Yeah. And may the force be with us all. Always. Kids, remember to eat your hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> no, I hit by the spoonfuls. <laughs> I was gonna put a disclaimer there, but. I think that's actually recommended by the president. So there you go. There you hey, go. Can't go wrong. What could go wrong with that? The president <laughs> recommends it. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs>